0: Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real and mostly unedited. This show is for ages 14 and up, because sometimes you just need to use a swear. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf.
1: Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. All right, so we're going to get this one over with because it's one of my least favorite musicals, and even though so many people love it.
0: Yeah, when we've talked to a couple people that know us and like, oh, what our next show is going to be, everybody kind of gives Kay the same look like,
1: really? You don't? You don't like this show, except and for our boss, who was like, "Yeah, yeah, I agree." But it just—it just made me laugh. How many times?
0: Because uh, other theater people, who mm-hmm. when you have, um, contrary opinions on things, because I—I, me being as ignorant as I am, I expect theater people to just agree on everything because they like—they <laughs> like theater. It's like, but it's, I guess it's the same logic as me expecting all video gamers to like the same video games. It's like, no, of course. Of course mm. people will like different things. That just makes sense.
1: Yeah, and as, as the usual disclaimer, you're allowed to like it. Warren's allowed to like it. I just personally hate this show. We're going to be going back to the 50s as written by someone in the 1970s with Grease. Written by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. Now, why is it called Greece? So that's a very good question. And I had to look it up because, um, so when, when I was looking at it, I was kind of a little bit of background, um, on my mom's side, everyone's Italian. And so when I was seeing why it's called Greece, I was a little ticked off because there was a subculture called greasers, which also has been a derogatory term for Italian and Hispanic people in the forties and fifties. And it actually came about from that. And it was kids who uh, were from uh, Italian American or Hispanic American families um, who, like uh, like Puerto Rican American, uh, maybe Mexican American families too. Um, the kids sort of had this subculture that you'd wear like leather jackets or denim jackets, have your hair slicked back with uh, pomade or Vaseline or some sort of grease. Um, And they were working class kids, like teens. And then uh, in a lot of other cities, you'd have other ethnic groups doing the same thing, um, which we'll get into some of the issues with translating the stage play to the movie. But That's where it comes from, is from the term greaser for the subculture of kids. So... And it was from the 50s.
0: I have seen in images, just Mm -hmm. living, uh, what John Travolta looks like in this show. So your explanation basically has just told me it's called grease because John Travolta has greased back hair.
1: Well, yeah, but... It was this is another one of those shows where it was a stage play before a film. So John Travolta was not in the stage play.
0: True, but I so, bet the person who played the same character as him yeah, probably had, had the grease He had back the grease
1: backed hair. But it was specifically this group of kids, which is what we're gonna get into in a sec when I go into our exposition on this show. Okay. So um, most people will think of the film Grease, which is what we're going to be watching so that you can say that you've seen it, Warren.
0: <laughs> Do you, I wish, I wish that you people listening could see the look that Kay just gave me when she said so that you can see it, Warren. Like, she had this, I, I watched a little bit of her soul escape as she was saying that. <laughs> I hate this show. It was, it was cool, quite remarkable. Please uh. continue,
1: Kay. So, this show was originally, like I said, a stage production. It was first performed in 1971 at the Kingston Mines Nightclub in Chicago. Chicago. And the original stage production was raunchy for the time. Like... So, raunchy is in, like, lewd, crude, lots of sex? Yes. And swearing swearing. and... A lot of stuff done for shock value. So for the seventies, so were they like showing ankles and no. stuff like that? Seventies was way... We saw hair. I'm just that's <laughs> hair had nudity. This show had to do something more. Um no. I don't think that they did was more. It, was but... it the full Monty? Like how were they greasing? Oh, back I their can't hair?
0: wait till we do the full Monty. Um, I think she missed my comment, but that's okay. I,
1: no. I deliberately ignored it.
0: Wise <laughs> <laughs> move. That's how you know you've been together a long time. Mm. When you just start ignoring comments.
1: <laughs> so, um, and, and I mean, it was for the time it was raunchy. Because, uh, I mean, nowadays I'm sure that if... It's pretty you mild. To, yeah. And they toned it down for Broadway. So, and then they toned it down even more for the movie. Which we'll get so into. So we're seeing a very toned down yes. version. And the movie version is close to what everyone does now. What's the movie rated? I don't know. Oh. I didn't even. This is how much I don't care about this movie. I didn't even write down the cast. Because everyone knows it's John Travolta and Olivia Newton John. I knew it was John Travolta. Yeah. Like ev- everyone. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> center. K.
1: Breathe K. Center yourself, Kay. Find your center. <sighs> so the original book of the musical was actually shorter, had different songs and was more definitively set in Chicago. When they brought it to Broadway, they made a lot of changes to the script. Maybe if I had seen the original version in Chicago, I'd like it more. I don't know. Um, A lot of the themes of this show, though, still deal with a lot of teen issues, like teen pregnancy, popularity in school, gangs, but not in the same way as West Side Story. It's more of a parodied version of 50s games are or they, gangs is there snapping no there is there is no snapping it's a lot of slicking back your hair and i'm in a leather jacket are there cobras on this one no cobras in fact we're getting to the gang names because it's it's silly um but when it closed its initial run on broadway in nineteen eighty. It was the longest running show until Chorus Line overtook it in 1983. I
0: feel like every time we cover a show, you say it's the longest running show. Uh, no, nah. I, I swear, <laughs> I feel like that all the time. Like, this was the longest running show until,
1: or this was the longest running show here. Like, <laughs> I always feel like you're saying it's the longest running show. And then they get beaten mercilessly in an alley by the next longest running it's show. R- it's, See, it's, Chorus it's, Line, they're going, One! punch in your face, gonna kick your butt right now. It's like it's like Futurama where
0: Bender becomes uh, Emperor, no, Fry becomes Emperor of that
1: planet full of the water yes. people. It's like, you know how each Emperor ascended to power? By assassinating the previous one. <laughs> Chorus Line took Grease behind an alley and stole its lunch money. Yeah, and its will to live. And its will to live. Um, so this show's been revived multiple times, and Revival's after the movie, tend to borrow elements from the movie. The movie's going to remove a few more plot elements from the original stage production while expanding on other plot points that weren't given main focus in the stage play. Um, Eventually, we will watch um, a stage version of this because this isn't quite like Jesus Christ Superstar where I will never want to see this show again. I'll watch the stage version just because I personally have not seen the stage version. I've only ever seen the movie of this, but knowing how often they go off of the movie, I'm not as excited. Um, and then uh, the movie changes the name of the main character's gang from the Burger Place Boys. <laughs> me.
0: No. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Just to recap. So the stage production the gang was the Burger Place boys. Yes.
1: (sighs) You see what we're in for. (laughs) What? What is it? What is it now? The T-Birds, so cooler, definitely, definitely cooler. cooler. Definitely and it cooler. Definitely has to do a lot with this car. Which the the it's funny too because when I was younger, I thought that the name of the show came from the car, Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning, go, Grease Lightning! You'll see. So, the, um,
0: because I am familiar with that song, at least the the, the chorus of it. So. The car is called Grease
1: Lightning. Yes, and that's what I thought this was named for. And then I found out what it was named for, and I was like, I don't really like that, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, you've ruined me because my brain is still
0: stuck on Burger Place Boys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting here going, I want to. I would love to pick the brain of the original writer and go. I'm not gonna. Oh, I almost. I almost tipped the scales of this into not <laughs> fourteen and up. Oh, it was just going to be and up. So, <laughs> Burger Place Boys. <sighs> See, and now my brain, now my brain is picturing the Burger Place Boys are Ronald McDonald, Jack in the Box, the Burger King King. <laughs> and Dave from Wendy's like hanging around in front of a a burger joint looking to start some trouble with the uh, the mother cluckers the people who are part of the f- the f- fried chicken franchise oh man
1: oh, oh my god okay Whew. Okay, it's so, my turn
0: to center myself. Kay, you you okay. you continue on.
1: Uh, the movie also kind of gets rid of the Polish American background of a lot of the main characters because that was sort of the eth- the main ethnic group that this centered around in the original Chicago show. Um, Chicago known for having a large mm-hmm. Polish. They had a community. They had a pretty good Polish community, so you know it's. It's one of those things that with the movie, they watered down so much of it. And also they were like, oh, but Olivia Newton-John, we have to make her even, we have to make her like super bland. And blah, Sorry, blah, blah, quick question.
0: Blah. What else would I know Olivia Newton-John from?
1: Let's get physical, physical. I want to get physical. Not helping. Okay. you'll When you see her, you'll go, oh, it's that girl. Oh, it's that white lady may- who I've seen things Okay, maybe. fair, fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it's that white lady. Okay. And uh, they actually, you know, had referenced the backgrounds of the characters in the stage version. Not so much in this. Um, and then the movie does have a cool thing, two th- cool things about it. So first off, Frankie Avalon plays the Teen Angel. Who's Frankie Avalon? He was a, like, huge teen heartthrob in the 50s. Okay. All right. And Sha Na are in it as Johnny Casino and the Gamblers. I'll probably make you listen to some Sha Na Na later.
0: I f- that's one that I feel like I should know.
1: I feel like I, 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 just, I, I don't know. They don't play enough on my classic rock slash oldie station, which makes me kind of like, meh.
0: C- could you... Could you could you break off a piece? of that Probably tasty not time? right
1: now. Okay, because <clears throat> my throat is. I, I had someone literally cough in my mouth today. So hey, I'm don't wrap me out in front of everybody. Okay, that wasn't you. <laughs> um, so this story has kind of an untraditional ending in a sense, which is the biggest gripe that I have about this show. But we'll get into it later.
0: Except I already know how this ends. Okay, I don't know how this ends. I know that
1: it ends with a flying car. You know what? That's probably the best thing about this ending. (laughs) All I know, all I know is
0: they're like driving off at the end and the car just flies away. I don't know why I know that. Because of popsicle shtick. From spoofs I've seen (laughs) and stuff like that. But I knew it before popsicle stick. Um, I just don't remember where I saw it referenced. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: yeah, they they the the that part gets referenced a lot. But the actual ending of the show, I just freaking hate. Okay. Um, there's also a sequel, which yeah, um, and then there's a school version, which removes the teen pregnancy and <laughs> the. Uh,
0: Wait, references wait, wait. to smoking wait. and
1: drinking and swearing, and yes. I, I, being someone who went to high school, I
0: feel like the teen pregnancy, the drinking and the smoking,
1: would fit that demographic rather well. Yeah, I mean, but teachers don't want to think that their students are actually doing that, even though it's very obvious that they are.
0: All right, because if we don't talk about the difficult
1: subjects, they then just it won't goes it goes away. just goes away. Yeah. yeah. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wrong musical. Um... And to reiterate, I don't hate the music for this show. The music isn't completely terrible. Some of the songs are not my favorite, but I don't completely hate the music.
0: The only song I can think of that I do know for sure that is from this musical is the
1: Tell me more, tell me more. Yeah, I hate that song. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I also just, I just, I hate the story. I hate most of the characters. I hate everything else and some of the music. (laughs) I think it's because, like, with anything that has to do with the 50s that idealizes it, I kind of have to side-eye it and go, mm-hmm. Are there any black people in this show? No. There are not. So there you have it. That's another thing I kind of hate.
0: Well, I don't blame. Well, it's, just, it's... it's it's. I just think about jokes from comedians. It's like, any time period, it's okay to be white. Mm-hmm. But if you're not
1: white, like... The 80s is about as far back as you want to and go. And even then, I'm kind of like, mm, so, probably I not. I don't blame you. Well. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I just... For, for how much I love musicals, and how much, like, when I was younger, I liked the idea of soda fountains and stuff, and all the 50s aesthetic, but I also know what the 50s would have been like for me, and I'm not a fan. And I don't like it when it's idealized. So, And it kind of is parodied slash idealized in this, because again, this was written in the 70s, so this was not written in the 50s. As you watch this, keep that in mind, especially because we've seen shows that take place in the 50s that were written in the 50s.
0: Yeah, people tend to look at things that take place in other time periods with rose-colored glasses. and
1: It's why I dread the next... Show that's written, like in the late nineties, early two thousands. From the next decade, I kind of dread it because I'm pretty sure the costumes will all be day glow. What's day glow? It's that bright neon. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Like okay, like eye searing greens, yellows, yeah. and pinks. Yeah. So gotcha. yeah, this. That's just, that's my own little soapbox here. I'll step off of the soapbox for a minute. Um, So we're going to go pour me a drink. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to take a brief intermission and go watch Grease. Yay. So why is it Grease Lightning? Wouldn't Grease Fire make a lot
0: more sense? (laughs) Right? How about Bacon Grease? (laughs)
1: Grease e, uh, grease, fry grease, uh, ew, um, no. Lunch hey, lady j- Doris, do you have any grease? Yes, yes, we do. Then <laughs> grease me up, woman. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> I was gonna make a Vaseline joke, but um, Vaseline. But we we, I can't. Have you get it until we watch the show next week? So, um, anyway, like I said, brief intermission and a drink for Kay, and then we'll come back with Warren's opinion on Greece. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. <laughs> Before we get to Warren's review of this show, we want to take a quick moment and just thank our Playbill and Stage Crew sponsors. Our Playbill sponsor, Jasmine Wu,
0: and our crew, our stage crew sponsor, Bianucci. Thank you both so much for your continued
1: patronage and support of our humble little podcast. We really, truly appreciate everything you've done for us, you guys. Thank you so much. Now, let's listen to a brief ad from one of our favorite podcasts called History on Blast. Hello, and welcome to History on Blast. I'm Hillary, and I'll be your host as we call out history. Every other week, we'll be putting a different person, place, time, or event on blast for the shit that they pulled. This ain't your grandpa's history podcast, so if this sounds like your cup of harbor tea, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher. And now, the lights are going down and the music is starting back up. So let's hop into the second act of the show. All right, so before we begin, I do have a correction, because uh, earlier you had asked if there were any black people in this. And while we were watching, um, I counted three. Two were extras. And one I am kicking myself for not remembering was Dennis Green from Shawna To err is human. To forgive is canine. <laughs> All right, so... I think I know the answer <laughs> But what did you think of this show? This show
0: is garbage turdy turdy ploppy ploppy plop This thing is nothing but disgusting trash uh, just So what was it Pirates of Penzance. I can't remember what show it was previously that I said I have taken the most notes.
1: I think it was Pirates of Penzance or Peter Pan. Uh, No
0: longer. No longer. It is Greece. Grease. Grease. Turd Streak is now officially (laughs) the longest musical I have taken notes for. Um, I will start off my review <laughs> apologizing to people who really like this show i'm sorry you have terrible taste in musicals oh, God. i there was nothing good about this show i no 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 let me it's, this is Warren time this is war in time This right now is therapy for me. (laughs) This whole podcast, I am out of my element. You are subjecting me to things. Some good, some bad. Some make me want to kill myself. uh, This... This makes me want to go back in time and prevent it from being made. So, I know... (laughs) I know this was made in the '70s, and I'm sure for the '70s, it was very quaint and charming. Maybe I don't. I don't care. I don't care what someone's excuses are for. Well, Warren, it was done in this decade, and it was different. <laughs> it sucks. Like it. It doesn't. It's not good. Like even the songs that are kind of catchy, if mm-hmm. you listen to the lyrics, it's garbage. They're it bad. It sucks. This I. This is officially my least favorite show that we have done. Uh, I had to have Kay pause multiple times so that I could catch up on my notes because this thing jumps. It jumps, it jumps, it jumps, and each scene is... Terrible. Well, okay. Well, to be fair, <laughs> there's <okay>. one scene. <laughs> there, there, there is. I will, I will go over. I will be fair. I will go over anything that I thought was good or decent or okay. Most of it, I thought was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept waiting for this to be over. It
1: right. was.
0: It was an <laughs> hour and fifty minutes and some change. I feel like this feels like it was twice as long as Avengers Endgame. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like it was the show that never ended. I felt like all the terrible tropes about so many things came from this show alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, uh, <sighs> okay, I'm going to start off by saying the one positive thing that I'm going to say initially about this show, everybody in it did a great job. Mm-hmm. Every actor in it did a wonderful job. The people who were douchebags did a, a remarkable job of making me hate them. Yep. The people who were annoying did a remarkable job of being really, really annoying. Uh, acting was fine. I have I have mm-hmm. no complaints about that. That was basically the only thing that I thought was pretty good. Because yeah. I, I like John Travolta. I, actually, I like John Travolta. You may not like him. I like him as an actor. He's been in a number of things that I do like. I hate him in this,
1: right? I hate him in this so much. This so this was my introduction to John Travolta. I'm sorry. Yeah, I he made my skin crawl cuz he's years. a creepy, creepy, I, greasy I ich, couldn't ich. watch him in the Look Who's Talking movies. Holy shit, he was in those. Yes, he was in those. And he creeped me out in those, too, because of this movie. This movie ruined John Travolta for me.
0: <sighs> okay, so I have a lot of notes to get through. That's and fine. And I've just been ranting. This
1: can be a nice long episode. So let's let's dive into it, shall we? We need therapy for
0: this. So. Oh, I need a drink for this. Um, so, the show... Opens up with John Travolta's character, Donnie. I just call him Johnny in this because I felt like it was appropriate. Mm. Johnny meets Sandy. It's a classic story of boy meets girl on summer vacation. And it's instantly love at first sight. They have an amazing <laughs> time on the beach. Just the two of them. And uh, until Johnny makes the sandcastle and then trips and falls in it. And proceeds to start throwing sand at Sandy. Yeah. Now, I don't know how many of you in the audience have had sand in your eyes. It's enough to make you want to (laughs) kill. So, I love UK, Mm. But if we were in a reverse situation and you fell into a sandcastle that you made and you proceeded to hurl sand at me. I would expect you to rip me in half like a phone book. I would feed you to the sharks is what I would do. Because... Sand is tiny little pieces of coarse gravel in your
1: eye. The most sensitive exposed tissue you have on your body. Yeah,
0: this should
1: have been a sign to Sandy that this was not a good idea. (gasps) Sandy, the sand castle. He was making your Sandy. I'm trying. I'm trying to bring some sort of positive into this.
0: I will have no joy until this (laughs) review is over. I will not permit myself to have it. So, yeah, nice sand... Nice nice sandcastle, Johnny. Wait, why are you throwing sand at her? Have you had sand in your eyes? It's freaking horrible, you greasy monster. (laughs) Uh, After... Sandy then proceeds to be like, I'm going back to Australia, I won't see you again. Nah, baby, this isn't the end. It's just the beginning, gag. Even though he's just giving Mm -hmm. cheesy one-liners, I'll never see this chick again. Uh... We then go to what I expected. You know, I expect this in in every musical. A cartoon intro. (laughs) Uh, Even for the 70s, I would say it was terribly animated. We cut to a cartoon rendition of Cousin It, who has recently had a body wax. (laughs) That was really bizarre to see, like, a naked person walking with a hairball for a head. And then Mm -hmm. they proceed to grab some wax, and then they, like, style it. Yeah. Like, just... That's not how hair works. No. Um, I've had some pretty bad bed head before. It's never covered my entire head to the point where you couldn't see my face. This intro was unexpected, to say the least. Uh, so, Kay lied to me because <laughs> there is gang snapping in this. And uh, I've already learned from the first five minutes of the show that Bible Italians are liars. <laughs> You cannot trust them. I kept looking for cobras, because I'm sure she was lying about that, too. But she's, she's she's one for two, so.
1: I mean, to be fair, it wasn't good rhythmic snapping like the Jets and the Sharks. You no, know. it was, it was it awkward was, cartoon intro it snapping. It was awkward cartoon white guy snapping.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, as you had mentioned before, the gangs that, oh god, what was it? The Burger Boys. Burger Palace Boys. <laughs> Burger Palace Boys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, that's the... They changed it to the T-Birds to try and give it an ounce of, like, more credibility, I would say. <laughs> the whole tone of this musical is the Burger Palace Boys. Yeah. like it They really, shouldn't they have They should have left it. it as the Burger Palace Boys. And I would have been like, yeah, this fits a Burger Palace Boy... Feel you know, Mm -hmm. God, God. this this has drained so much of my will to live. I'm I'm I'm, I apologize, listeners. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best for you to make it through this. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna take your love and your energy and your passion for my comedy genius. I'm gonna just soak it up like the rays of the sun, like Superman getting powered. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna make it through this for you.
1: I've got some oatmeal stout when we're done. Mm-hmm.
0: So these T-Birds are more like the douchiest douches who ever squirted out of a douche. <laughs> the kind of self-appointed cool kids who everyone is like, shrug, I guess they're cool because they act like jerks and have no tact. Because tact is tacky, apparently. Mm-hmm. I, I in the just the very first time we were introduced to the T-Birds, I hated them with every fiber, Of my being. They are the biggest pack of monstrous douchebags. Mm -hmm. Douchebags for no reason. Other than because they find their douchey shenanigans hilarious. Yeah. And it's funny to no one but them. Yep. I hate them. I hate them all. I hate them all so much. I now wish that there was a video game where I could just shoot greasers. (laughs) Because I would... I would quit my job and play it professionally, is oh what I would God. do. That's how much I hate these guys right now. <sighs> okay, so we meet the Greasers, uh, who I call them the, the, the D-Bag Brigade, and their counterparts, the Apples. <coughs> I mean, pink ladies. <laughs> and then, of course, the D-Bags tease the obviously nerdy guy, because stereotypes. And uh, this quote-unquote movie seems to be where so many tropes originated from and i hate it i i, I, hate, I hate it i hate it Kay. why do people like this i have no the, idea uh, i didn't think the music was good i didn't i didn't think the story was compelling i didn't think there was any like moral to be gleaned yeah. from this turd
1: like <sighs> i i keep trying to think think of something to like and honestly the main thing that I liked were like the teachers and I felt for them deeply. <laughs> the coach was pretty funny. <laughs> I felt so deeply for all of the teachers and any adults who had to deal with these little you know what I'm gonna say it these little ass hats okay <gasps> hey, yes they the 14 were year olds hats. out
0: there their virgin ears be careful <laughs> I would never use such vulgar language. Um, (laughs) Kay gave me a a look, which which brightened my mood slightly, Um, but I'm ready to bring it back down. So, of course, Johnny, Donnie, Alpha King douche of the douche brigade, uh, seems to be the king cool guy of this pack of idiots, and everybody's asking him, what'd you do for your summer break, Donnie? He's like, huh, I met a girl on the beach. It was great. Tell us more. Did you get into her pants? Did you get to
1: second base? Did you blah, 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 blah. I that song so and much. And
0: it goes, in that song, it bounces back and forth between the douche brigade and the apple chicks singing <laughs> about, tell me more, tell me more. Did he have a nice car? Tell me more, tell me more. Did you get
1: very far? (sighs) (sighs) It's okay. I'll hold your hand. Tell me it.
0: more. It breaks down to Did you get laid? Did he have a car? I keep thinking, Please fall down the bleachers and break your collective necks. Please. Because <laughs> they're dancing on the bleachers, shimmying back and forth. And I'm just like, Please
1: fall and die. Please fall and die no, in real credits. The best thing in the whole. Sh- well, one of the best things happened during this scene, though. This was when we saw the black actor, the black extra. Oh my God. Kay, Kay pointed this out. And it was. <laughs> It was Twilight Zone bizarre. So the black extra is in the back. As soon as the crazy-ass white people shenanigans start, that person's gone. He's gone. He just vanishes. He's there
0: one moment, and then he's gone. Almost as if like his black sense was tingling. He's like, whoa,
1: white people doing crazy shit. I better leave. Like, it It was... <sighs> and you know what? I'm sitting there going, you know what? Dude, Continuity. you're, you're 100%. I would do the same thing. You and I would be booking it out of there. (sighs) It
0: was continuity error, but it erred in favor of that gentleman. Okay, so after they do their stupid bleacher song, Did You Get Laid? Did You Get Laid? It then goes... Okay, let me find where I am. I'm sorry. Uh, Then it goes... (laughs) Oh, God. And then afterwards, it cuts to the football. Well, not the football game, the... Pep Rally, basically. Yeah, Pep Rally Bonfire, which... Yeah. I'm getting to that. (sighs) It cuts to the Pep Rally at the football field where they're like, Yeah, the coach is gonna break our seven-year losing streak. And we are treated to a good old-fashioned 50s lynch-and-burn mascot. So, yeah, so many things in this movie. Just that... (laughs) I... In the setting for this, you are way closer to all the horrible garbage that was going on racially during the time with lynchings and and whatnot, so for them to, like, do that in this, I felt like was a complete... I mean, granted, it probably... It probably
1: was realistic. At it the time. was, unfortunately.
0: And I just saw that and I was just like, I don't think you, can, you definitely couldn't get away with that today. No. And for good reason, because that's pretty damn harsh to be burning an effigy of your quote unquote rival school hanging
1: and, by a noose. Yeah, hanging by a like, noose. Like, shit. Uh, yeah. Like,. So, it's so many things in this movie, it's, I think I've told you this before, but like whenever I hear a large group of white men going yee-haw, <laughs> I have this, this fear, just this visceral fear build in my body. You know, it might be the same fear that like a rabbit feels when it hears a hawk cry. The whole bonfire scene... I'm just sitting there like, I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-hmm. no,
0: no, no, You know, no. I don't think I saw one black person in that entire scene. No, because... Their spider sense was tingling. And oh, was, like, man. Danger, Will Robinson, danger.
1: Like, I tell you, if that had ever happened at my high school where they were doing, like, a bonfire or some shit, uh-uh. So... <laughs> Hell
0: no. <laughs> I'm going to touch on my first positive thing in this musical. Mm-hmm. The coach. Yes. The coach was great yes i thought he was the only good well one of the only good characters i love our first introduction to the coach when he comes up and he talks about we're gonna kill him we're gonna smash them we're gonna bash them we're gonna cut out their beating hearts and drink their hot blood <laughs> while we stare into their lifeless eyes and then then we're gonna come back and ring that victory bell <laughs> it was just like he was just going on and on about and how... And that was not far off. <laughs> how we're going to destroy him. We're going to rip him into pieces. We're going to shred him. And then we're going to come back and ring that victory bell. And I just... I love I loved how he... Because he gets really amped up into that. And then he's like... And then we're going to come back here and ring that victory bell. I would love a show just about the coach. Because the, the... I'll get to it uh, later. Because the other great scene in this involved the coach later on. <laughs> um, then Sleazy mix Mc- <laughs> Sleazy McGreasy pulls out his water pistol when the scary scorpions come around, the football cheer-fest.
1: <laughs> gangs.
0: That was a ridiculous scene, because the, the Greasers are just being...
1: T-Birds. Yeah,
0: yeah, sorry. Whatever. Yeah. The Greasy Birds were hanging around, <sighs> acting like they're all cool, and then they see... The, the hot rod with the flames drive by and they're like ain't that the scorpions this ain't their turf what are they doing and the biggest idiot of the bunch pulls out his water pistol like I'm gonna show them I got myself a real gun I sprinkled it with fairy dust and as long as I really believe <laughs> it'll shoot bullets I was just like oh you guys are so dumb yeah. It was like, please have a crossover with the West Side story universe and get stabbed so I don't have
1: to deal with you anymore. <laughs> We've already opened up the rift for there to be a Broadway cinematic universe, so yes. The Jets and the Sharks put aside their differences to kill the <laughs> to kill the <laughs> T <the> birds. <laughs> Now that's
0: a show I would buy season tickets for. Yes. Um, okay. And uh, I guess I forgot to add this part. Of course, Sandy, it turns out, didn't go back to Australia. She just I guess her family decided to stay. And you know, through a random twist of fate, she's going to the same school as as uh, Johnny, and ends up making friends with the bitchiest girls in the entire school mm-hmm. who when they find out the name of the guy that she was macking on all summer keep it amongst themselves that's like oh this poor sweet innocent girl doesn't realize that she was schmoozed by alpha douchebag mm-hmm. king asshole and so they keep that from her until they surprise uh johnny by being like hey johnny look we found sandy so sandy meets danny but Danny has Danny has to be cool in front of the guys. He's a greasy player. He can't have things like decency or respect for women. And so he just pretends he... Not that he doesn't know her, but he's just like, Yeah, whatever, baby. <laughs> There's probably two of us around. You should check the yellow pages. You like, do that too well. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my burden. It's my curse. I'm very good at imitating assholes. Oh, man. (laughs) It's so that I can infiltrate
1: them and destroy them from within. (laughs) um, Like uh, Ant-Man with Thanos' butt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, after Sandy gets very upset, I I do... Is it Frenchie? Yes. I like Frenchie. She was fun. Frenchie is the only one of those girls who at least 50% of the time is not a twat. Yeah. So, and I like that she she goes and tracks down,
1: Is twat an okay word for DJ Um.
0: <laughs> well, you and I both know that kids these days... <laughs> are exposed to the worst of humanity much earlier than we were because of the internet. So I'm sure any 14-year-olds
1: listening are like, what's with these old people? They know that I see beep, 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 That's true. I got cussed out by a five-year-old once, so. <laughs>
0: so. Not when I was teaching. I don't know why we hold back. I guess for some delusion that I don't know. Anyway, kiss Utah. <laughs> back on track. Uh, Frenchie tracks down Sandy after she gets embarrassed by Johnny Danny in front of all of his friends. And I like her line talking about, men are dogs. He's like, no, men are rats. They're the fleas on the rats. They're the, the, the amoebas, the on, the amoebas fleas. on the fleas. Dogs wouldn't bite them. Like, you know. Just tell them men are scum to make her laugh and stuff. And it works. And she wipes her tears. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, Frenchie, you're cool. And she's like, come on, let's go have a girl's night. And then it turns out to be just like... Ugh, hell. A sleepover in which they mostly just ridicule, a ridicule, uh, ridicule Sandy for being sweet and innocent.
1: So here's an area where it's different from the stage show. Okay. So in the movie, she's from Australia she's, that's sort of her character background because Olivia Newton-John in the stage version she is a Polish Catholic girl, which kind of makes all of this make more sense (laughs) because she's a Catholic girl who's been to Catholic school all her (laughs) life, with Catholic (laughs) upbringing and She's a good Catholic girl, not, like, the cutesy schoolgirl thing that people are all gross about. I think I killed Warren. (laughs) Only because I want to make jokes that I'm
0: not sure I should make. (sighs) Did you know many Catholics growing up? Just curious in Utah um a few in Utah Catholics were the second biggest demographic that I dealt with mm-hmm. besides the besides Mormons um I
1: could tell you some stuff so <laughs> so uh, that just makes me laugh in Utah yeah probably different but yeah. like in the 50s pre-vatican 2 you were a good kid because the nuns scared you because the nuns could beat you
0: yeah cuz the nuns had rulers and they Yeah the nuns to use them.
1: Yeah, the nuns generally don't have rulers anymore. <laughs> generally. I went to Catholic school for 12 years. People say, well, why aren't you Catholic? Because I went to Catholic school for 12 years. I had it beaten out of me. Yeah. So, anyway. but, so that's why they have that whole, like, oh, she's so innocent. Because when they're trying to play it off as Australian, I'm like, no. No. That's not a it. That, no. <laughs> yeah. So... Okay,
0: back on track, because I know you're all super excited to hear me talk about Grease. Just as excited as I am. But I love you fans. I love you people out there. And I want to give you something to make your ears bleed. Um, (laughs) So, Frenchie tells Sandy, okay, you just need a girls' night kind of thing. And it turns out that it's just a slumber party at, I think it is Frenchie's house? Yes. And all the the bitchy girls are there plus sandy and it's just peer pressure it's like peer pressure sandy smoke this cigarette drink this wine pierce your ear make a blood sacrifice (laughs) kneel to the dark lord (laughs) oh 50s such a simpler time oh my god and then um i learned something high school girls are bitches no matter the decade bam um, so let's make fun of the normal non-whore girl because we hate ourselves and miss our innocence. Let's sing out loud. Let's sing as loud as we can while she's sick in the bathroom. I just that that whole scene was really like even for even for musical logic. Yeah, I feel like that was really bonkers to be like let's make fun of this person who's six feet away. Through a balsa
1: wood door that does not block sound. I wish I could say that that was just musical logic. Yeah, girls are horrible. Yeah. I don't know why I am attracted to women because Cause, I cause girl butts are nice. Girl butts are nice. Damn, and girl like, butts and like and like everything above and everything
0: below. Why are girl butts so nice anyway? because yeah, mm-hmm. they're the fairer sex god made man first and went Ugh, okay <laughs> let's make something that looks nice jesus men are utilitary women are aesthetic <laughs> so let's go with that you're gonna get tickled later off yeah, camera that's fair um rizzo well her name's betty right yeah. betty riz uh-huh. or is it betty rizzo they call, I don't they, care They enough. call her Riz, and they call her Rizzo. So I have her in here as Rizzo. Rizzo is a slizzo, banging kizzo in his carzo. Don't judge me. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so far. <laughs> Betty Rizzo and Ken Necky engage in not-so-safe sex, because it's dangerous when idiots breed. <laughs> and so that happened at the uh, the slumber party, the boys show up in their piece of crap car and mm. and uh, Betty's like, I'm gonna live while the living's good or get get it while the getting's good, something along those lines. Yeah. And sneaks out of the window and shimmies down the side of the house and basically goes up to uh, a lieutenant douche, not, not Johnny, Johnny's alpha douche, we have lieutenant douche who mm. is ken kenny kennecky yeah kennecky ken, i have him, I, every time i have him in here it's ken necky <laughs> so kennecky <Jesus. laughs> is like flirting with her he's like yeah you look good let's go do stuff mm. and uh johnny jumps out of the car he's like hey i don't want to deal with any of this and he walks away and so the girl gets in the car, and they're driving away, and then she's like, what is this, a gangbang? And they're like, you wish, and Kaneki kicks all the other guys out, and he's like, I'm gonna go to get laid, get out of the car. And they're yeah. like,
1: fine, we're gonna go get pizza.
0: <laughs> and so they drive up to premarital sex point <clears throat> and proceed to fool around. And then the scorpion dude is there. He insults connect e and his P.O.S., also his car, <laughs> and proceeds to ram into it a couple of times. Then after that's done, Riz and he decide, eh, even though we don't have a condom, let's bang. So, yep, yeah, good for you. You live once, right? Go for it. I don't care.
1: <laughs> this is pre-AIDS, so... <laughs> I'm just saying...
0: If this like, had been
1: Whoa. written in the 80s, like, mid to late 80s, early 90s, this would have been a very different, like, it, it it would have ended very differently. It's okay, we'll get to AIDS the Musical eventually. Yeah, and I'm actually kind of excited because I like that show. But... I know you do. I,
0: I know nothing about it other than it's AIDS the Musical. Anyway, sorry, uh, back on track. <laughs> Uh, After the Scorpion's insult well the Scorpion singular insults Kaneki and drives away after ramming his car we cut to the D-Bag gang breaking into song on how they can turn this mobile tetanus factory (laughs) into a real pussycat attraction. (laughs) Was it mobile tetanus factory? (laughs) Is that what did it for you? her laughter says yes. Her inability to confirm. That's, that's what I go for. Jesus
1: Christ.
0: I was pretty proud of that line, honestly.
1: So I Go Tetanus Factory, you really gotta give us lockjaw. <laughs> go Tetanus, go, 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 go
0: Tetanus. <laughs> um, and the best part of that whole song and dance was at the very beginning when some of the background guys look at the D-bags like, Crap, those idiots are at it again. Like, literally, one of them is chewing gum, blows a bubble, and just pops, and he has this look of, like, this shit again. Like, it was like, there's something in their hair gel, man. There's something in their hair gel. Is it lead-based? Is it seeping through their scalps?
1: What is it about all these gangs and singing and dancing? Right? It's like, can't we just go do cool gang stuff? Not without three years of, ta- of, of
0: tap dance. Like <laughs> Anyway, uh, Johnny and the D-Bag Gang end up going to the Frosty Palace and see Sandy with Tommy Big Guns. Johnny is jealous and poor Alpha Douche is upset that he made the girl he likes upset because he has an image and people think he's a prick and he'd hate for them to not think he's a prick. Because that's his whole image. And that's what he, is basically his justification. He goes up to Sandy and he's like, Hey Sandy, I'm sorry about what happened. I didn't made, mean to make you feel bad, but I've got this image, you know? Like, people think I'm a rotten piece of shit and I gotta maintain that because I don't want them to think that I have like a soul and a heart and feel things. And she's just like, yeah, that's why I'm with Tom. He's such a nice guy and he's very genuine. He's like, huh. Too bad his brains are in his biceps. Just making fun of the guy for being buff, and then Sandy proceeds to call him on his shit and be like, "Oh, you're jealous. Like you're not buff yourself." And he's like, "I could run laps around that guy." She's like, <laughs> "Oh, jealous are we?" And he's like, "I ain't jealous of nobody. I'm I'm Johnny Cool Pants. I, I I slick my hair back with engine oil grease and I, God, I hate this show. Okay, <laughs> so." <laughs> Sandy tells Johnny that he's not all that great and asks him, What have you done? And Johnny says he could run laps around those bicep-brain simpletons and proceeds to go to the athletics tryouts, only to discover that he sucks <laughs> at everything other than being a D-bag. The best part of this scene, besides Johnny getting manhandled by Big Bubbo the Wrestler, was when Johnny was trying out for baseball and snapped the face mask of the catcher. I... Peed a little from laughing, but my bar has been set so low that that's all it took was one little bit of slapstick for me to laugh, and You're it was it was unexpected because I hate I've hated everything for the most part up to that point, and then like because because Johnny's up there baseball and you know. First strike, boom, he misses. He swings, second strike. And then he swings for a third time after doing, like, a hip wiggle, like, getting in his his funky douchebag zone. And he hits the ball, and he's, like, all proud of himself. They're like, foul ball! And then he walks over to get into the face of the catcher and just grabs his mask and pulls it and snaps
1: it. And... You
0: know, looking at your recording, it looks like an earthquake on a seismograph. Because K is laughing and it's just like, oh, and then I made it. Then I made it cause an earthquake. So this is this is where the uh, mostly unedited. We have the mostly disclaimer. K is gonna have to to edit that a little bit. Right. Uh, so.
1: Got it. So, <sighs>
0: so. After the infamous mask f- flapping. Not flapping. Uh, uh, mask snapping. Johnny settles on running. You know, a smoker's best friend. <laughs> and while he's out running. On the track, he sees Sandy with her nice jock, sort of boyfriend. Johnny beefs it bad, trying to be impressive, and Sandy runs over to him to, you know, check on his pride. Wouldn't you—you wouldn't want him to bruise his ego, Sandy. Because, of course, he gets up after beefing it, like, you know, you know, like, when a cat tries to jump from one ledge to another— but, like, their footing wasn't secure, so they slip, <laughs> and they, like, tumble and hit the side they were trying to jump to. Yeah. And then the cat just brushes it off and walks away like, yeah, I meant to do that. That was all part of my master plan. That's exactly the way Johnny was. He trips over the hurdle. That's what it's called, a hurdle. <laughs> hurdle! He jumps over the hurdle, trips, falls, gets up, and there just has this thing of, like, <laughs> I meant to do that, because I'm cool. I'm too cool to jump over traditionally. <laughs> And so that's when Sandy runs over. She's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? He's like, what? Huh? I'm fine. And uh, yeah, so Sandy decides she's going to leave her nice boyfriend for the D-bag. Because she left her brain down under. Yep. Uh, It's just what, what, what is it? Like, I, I have known this type of person in real life who consistently makes bad guy choices? What? What is it about women when they constantly do stupid shit regarding men? Like, mm. are they not capable of going, oh, this person's a piece of crap. I should not waste my time with them.
1: Both both <clears throat> men and women are guilty of this, they think. Down them. under. Touché. Huh <laughs> There's a sex joke. Um,
0: yeah, no, to be fair. I guess we, we've all had our our, our mm-hmm. not proud moments with in the dating ring. Anyway, that aside. <sighs> oh, So after Sandy runs off with Johnny leaving poor Jock behind, and that was the thing, is like she didn't go and say anything to him. No, like, she just she just left. And I was like, wow, Sandy, like it's kind of a bitch move to yeah. do,
1: right? It's it's one of those things where like they try to make her out to be all this innocent whatever. And it's like he I don't know if the stage version makes it more like, oh, he said something so she <clears throat> hates him, or whatever, like the the jock guy. But like the way that this is framed, it's just like Sandy, you're you're a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but, like you you yeah, do it. deserve this guy. Cause, you do deserve d bag because like it, it it just it's one of those <sighs> you deserve what you get because you've seen what this guy's like. Yeah,
0: and yeah, so excuse me, Sandy and Johnny go to the Polar Palace. But Johnny doesn't want his friends to see him with the girl he likes, because the aforementioned D-bag image he's trying to maintain. So dumb. After uh, Johnny, but then they they go in anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sandy's like, oh, come on, we want to go. And he's like, okay, fine. And so they hurry and rush and sneak in there, and then he proceeds to, like, prop the menus up as, like, this barrier (laughs) so that people don't see him. But his friends see him, of course, and they all just start pushing tables together and it becomes this big, huge group date. hmm And Johnny gets really embarrassed by his friends because they're douchebags, just like him. Mm-hmm. And he makes he and Sandy leave because his friends are jerks. Betty Rizzo Razzo Spazzo throws a milkshake in Ken Necky's face after putting a cigarette out in his burger because high school romance. Uh, Frenchie has the best scene of this musical where she hallucinates Frankie Avalon. I did not know that name. I had to ask Kay who the hell that singing white guy was. (laughs) Frankie Avalon tells her to go back to school and that song was hands down the best part. B.E. School Dropout. I would not mind listening to that song again because I was trying to catch up on my notes and I was laughing. So I didn't (laughs) catch it all, but there were some great... Great damn
1: lyrics in there. That That is the one scene that I could say, you know what? Leave the rest of the show behind. Just watch that scene. That scene was <laughs> great. I just That just made me that laugh. That scene and the face snap. The face snap.
0: And just the whole, every bit with... Um, with the coach. With Johnny trying out all the different yeah. sports and finding out he sucks at everything. That made me laugh. Uh, and then after the beauty school dropout scene, we have... Uh, uh-oh. Betty and what's-her-face, bland white chick number four, decide they're going to make the D-Bag gang mad by schmoozing on the scary Scorpion, who seems to have invented the comb down. (laughs) Not a comb over. He has the comb down. He seems to be trying to hide his massive forehead. It's not working, Scorpio. Johnny and Sandy proceed, and then, uh, okay. And so uh, they end up going with the Scorpion guy because they're like,
1: we don't have dates to... This big dance-off that's going to be televised. Oh. We're upset about that.
0: And so that's why they're like, I know. Let's let's go with the Scorpion guy who just oozes rapey vibes. Like, he was the creepiest dude. Mm-hmm. The creepiest dude. Uh, to his credit, we don't ever see him try to rape anybody, which we can't say for our main hero. Quote-unquote hero. Um, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, Betty and what's-her-face, bland white chick number four. Go with Scorpio. And then the whole thing cuts to everybody going to the dance off. Johnny and Sandy proceed to grind on the dance floor, swing styles. Like, dang you two! Uh, Sandy slowly starts to realize that Johnny is a whore after meeting Cha Cha the um, whore whore. Ha 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 ha! Please laugh.
1: Ha ha
0: ha 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 ha! I actually put that in my note right here. Please laugh. <laughs>
1: Jesus.
0: Because I intentionally wrote a bad joke so I could say that. <laughs> so, and uh, this is when you realize that they're the, the I can't remember Our the name. The third of. black guy, yeah, uh, the, Dennis Green. Uh, the, what's the band? Uh Na Shawna Na, yes. Uh, the black singer, Dennis Green, mm-hmm. gets interrupted by old white lady number one. <laughs> and has a literal look on his face like, Who is this old white bitch interrupting the audible chocolate that is my voice? Which mm, yeah? yeah. Oh, guy, good guy. guy rest guy, in peace, Dennis. Guy had some good songs. And, yeah and when he was singing the the Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog, I was like, better than Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not I'm not a huge Elvis fan anyway, but anyway. I'm sure there's there's somebody out there smoldering over that, but
1: <laughs> and they're probably smoldering over this whole review. I,
0: I I like to be an equal opportunity smolderer. I like to give uh, everybody a reason to hate me. <laughs> so, <laughs> old white lady number one introduces Mister uh, Vince Fontaine, the potential pedophile. Jesus, 50s. that guy was creepy as shit. Yeah, going up to high school girls, being like. Do your parents know I come into your room every night? And then he's like, of course through the TV. <laughs> God. <laughs> I could come into your room in other ways, because
1: I'm a creep. You know, I think even when I saw this as a kid... You knew something I wrong. knew something was wrong with that scene, and I was like,
0: uh, no, no. Yeah, I don't care if this was made in the 70s. Um, middle, About the 50s? Middle-aged guy. Hitting on high schoolers, not okay. No, it's I don't think disgusting. that's disgusting. So, I don't think that's okay in any era other than like polygamy era. When and even when then, middle it's aged
1: was twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Three vaccines, She So it's just, oh god. It's just Ugh. it's that
0: that whole thing was not good. Fontaine is a creepy guy, uh, and then they start giving the rules of the dance off. All couples in the dance must be boy girl. How regressive. God, I heard uh, that line. So I mean like for the 50s I don't know what else to expect, but that made me. That made me laugh as like all dance partners must be boy or girl it was like Yeah, that seems pretty typical. <laughs> like can you imagine if they would have lost their shit if there was like a girl girl group and a guy guy group like cuz and, and they you, know, you know you know they why it had to be boy girl. Would've. Because two gay guys would have kicked the shit out of everybody <laughs> on the dance floor. That's exactly why. Anyway. I mean, because I'm a straight white guy, I can't dance with shit. My go-to dance move, I call the white boy shuffle, and I just look awkward and, and move <laughs> side to side. That's all I do. So, all couples on the dance floor must be boy and girl. How expected. <laughs> <laughs> Kara, and then it cuts to uh, Vince. On camera, talking to everybody about how great this dance-off is. And he literally is, like, leering at one of the girls and almost fondling her. It's It's like
1: so gross! Like,
0: Vince, don't fondle the teen on camera. Wouldn't want the nice folks at home to know you're a perv. It's like... Uh, This dance-off is just an orgy of shaking limbs with music involved. I hesitate to call any of what I witnessed (laughs) dancing... I am legally not permitted to dance in public, not since the lawsuit. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, The white boy shuffle is technically considered a war crime by the Geneva Convention, so not allowed to do it. Uh, Sandy and Johnny seem to be the last couple dancing when somehow Sandy gets spirited away by the littlest grease douche and replaced with cha-cha and her hoo-ha's. And they win, thus introducing some unneeded conflict into this already riveting tale of high school... High school I hate this movie. Right. Uh, just... I don't... No, just not. It's
1: it's the most
0: unneeded scene. It really... It, it, I don't even know... Why? I don't even know why the one douchey guy, like the other... A different douchey guy... Like, did that? Like, why were they like, oh, we better sneak Sandy away from Donny or Danny, <sighs> whatever his asshole name is. We better sneak him away and replace him with Cha-Cha. Like, what was their plan? What was their plan for that? Like... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense. Like, if they were like, oh, we don't like Danny liking Sandy, let's make him go with this girl. So... He's still going to be with a girl, and that's what you guys are threatened with. A girl's going to take our mm-hmm. our dude away, because when a guy chooses a girl over his buddy, something's wrong. God. The televised dance-off is interrupted by the Douche Brigade and their pale white asses <laughs> on national TV. We then have old white lady number one broadcasting to the school that the FBI will be investigating the offending mooners, and that they have special people who handle this sort of thing. Maybe they could have the FBI send police sketches and make wanted posters. They could then post them all around the town. Wanted, Triple Moon, have you seen these cracks? (laughs) I only sort of stole that from Porky's, uh, (laughs) which you haven't seen, I don't think. No, I have not. It also takes place in the 50s. We will watch that at some point, because there's one scene in particular that made me laugh until I cried. Um... (laughs) Anyway, fun fact for you folks listening out there, especially if you're 14, go watch Porky's. Yeah, no, yeah, don't <laughs> please don't, don't go. Wait till you're 18 uh, and then go watch it. So, Jesus Christ! Four
1: years. This is from why we now, don't have human children.
0: That and I would eat them. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then like Whiplash after a car crash, we are. <laughs> We are in the drive through where Johnny has to convince Sandy that he's not going with Cha-Cha and her tatas. He does this by asking if Sandy wants to wear his ring. She then says, Yes, this makes me so happy, because now I know you respect me. Johnny then literally gets this, oh shit face, because he's like, I don't want that woman to think that I respect him, because that'll have to treat him like people. Society will collapse, Like, like, literally... He gives yeah. her he's like, Sandy, do you want it? would you wear my ring? She's like, Oh, oh Donnie, Danny, whatever your name is. This makes me so happy. And he literally has this look, like he touches his forehead and everything, like, oh crap, when she says, I know this yeah. you respect. me. he's like, Oh, oh no. She thinks I respect her. What do I do? I know. I'll try and rape her. Um, God. Which we're getting to. Yeah. So we then cut to Riz, who is in the bathroom, and she divulges to one of her friends that she has missed a period. She's like, are you PG? It's like, well, this movie is technically PG, but really it's a POS. Uh, Riz is preggers, and it spreads faster than the clap at a clappers convention. Please laugh. I wrote that again in here. Please laugh. It's okay, Riz. We all make mistakes. Mine was watching this film. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Uh, we cut to Johnny, who now thinks that because Sandy thinks he respects her, he can force himself on her, which he does, even after she says no and stop. His response is, oh no, no one's looking. Oh, well, in that case, you stupid D-bag. Like, uh, just, ah, ah, like he- he, he first has his arm over her, like, trying to be smooth, and then his arm is reaching down farther, mm-hmm. obviously going to grab her boob, and then she realizes what he's doing, pulls his arm around her and says, you know, Danny, and he goes, oh, Sandy, and, like, throws himself off yeah. her, pushes her down, and she is freaking out, obviously, and then his, of course, response, nobody's looking. That's
1: not what she's concerned about. She's not concerned about people saying she's concerned about the fact you're trying to rape her. Her response after that should have been to cut the brakes in his car. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And after, after, after,
0: after, he embarrassed her in public in front of his friends by pretending like he didn't really know her. Mm -hmm. And then, being a dick, in front of her, to a guy who was nice to her, mm-hmm. and then embarrassing her in front of his friends again uh, because of the dance-off, and then trying to rape her, mm-hmm. she still goes back to him. This th- this is like, this kind of reminds me of Twilight, when there was that list of criteria for an abusive oh, relationship.
1: crap!
0: And like, the shit that bland chick in Twilight goes through with bland vampire boyfriend. Like, it ticks all the boxes for an abusive relationship. I feel like this would also tick Mm -hmm. all the boxes for an abusive relationship. Yeah. But, you know, it's so romantic. Uh, Gag. Yeah. Yep, after he tries to rape her, then Johnny has the blue balls to go and sing about why, oh, why, Sandy, did you leave me? Me, the coolest of the cool kids, after I tried to force myself on you, stupid ass. Johnny and E have a bro moment after the car comes out of the shop, and it's officially Grease Lightning, and it's ready to Ugh. go down to Thunder Road and, and race. And they have a bro moment, and he's like, dude, be my second. And then they hug and have a literal no-homo moment. They yeah. hug. And then their faces get too close to each other, and they literally go, ugh, oh, and then proceed to pull out their combs and be like, I gotta look cool, I gotta look cool, I can't show emotion with my best friend. It's so hey, goddamn hey, stupid. Hey, hey, I hug my best friend and tell him I love him, alright? Yeah. 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 I do that. And we don't need to say no homo, because he knows I'm totally gay for him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the
0: list. He's on the approved list. Kay has an approved list. It's not gay. It's just guy love.
1: It's guy love. That's all it is. Oh, he
0: is mine and I am his. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Back on track. Um, Sandy sees Riz and tells her, Hey, I'm sorry that you're dumb and make bad choices. Riz has her, I could be a bigger whore song, which made me laugh. Because she's like, I could flirt with all the boys. You do, Betty. I could smile and bat my eyes. You do, Betty. I could grind while we dance. You do that too, Betty. She's like, it could be so much worse. I'm like, not by much. You could be drinking and doing cocaine while you're pregnant. That's about the next level for where you already are. (laughs) Uh, So, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) The gang meets at Thunder Road for the big race showdown. D-Bags versus the Scary Scorpions. Ken Neck e. Gets knocked down by a door to the noggin. <laughs> and Johnny takes the wheel. Scorpion leader tells him there are no rules. The only rule is to drive down there to the bridge and back. Well, Scorpion, that's a rule. So you fail already. Granted, you failed with that haircut at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> nice comb down, bro. Ah, The race is epic without equal. <laughs> Just kidding. It's pretty boring and not tense or exciting. The Scorpion car has spinning blades because nothing says that you have confidence in your car's speed like mounted blades to cut your opponent's tires. You know, the thing that made me laugh about that is, in that kind of thing, was whether, like, the only rule, there is no rule. I almost feel like the other person should just pull out a gun and shoot (laughs) the guy. (laughs) He said there were no rules. I guess I win. Like, I win by default. I feel like... If we had the time and money and desire making a parody of this would be fricking golden. Yes. It would be so great because I would include that scene in there. It would be a big, huge buildup to the climactic race. And -hmm. then it would be like, the only rule, there are no rules. And I just have the protagonist pull out a gun and shoot the other guy and be like, I guess I win. (laughs) And then it would go on to the next scene.
1: Because that's how every scene is treated in the stupid ass movie. Ah, oh, seriously.
0: Okay, so... After the stupid race with mounted blades, the d Mobile wins because it makes an impressive two-foot jump, <laughs> and it makes the scorpion splash into three inches of water. It's only weakness. I mean, because scorpions can't swim. Everyone knows that. Like, they're, they're arachnids. They don't have the ability to swim. I have a horrible thing to tell you about later. Oh, no, please don't. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah good job d Bagmobile. mobile k is gonna give me some arachnid knowledge that i don't really want <laughs> uh, after the race suddenly school is out let's celebrate by throwing pies at teachers it's for a good cause the teacher's retirement fund because even in the 50s teachers get paid shit
1: Poor teachers Kay
0: was a former teacher She knows that all too well Sandy shows up Dressed like a D-bag And everyone loses their collective shit I'm surprised Sandy could see With all the boners popping around her. Every guy Was leering over her like a hungry Wolf Remember people, change yourself Don't be you, be the you that you think People want you to be It's an important lesson and we should all learn it because true love comes with falsifying who you are. Excuse me. Sorry. I couldn't get through that that whole line without throwing up my will to live. Okay. Rule. Important rule. Most important rule of this entire garbage show. <sighs> Making up words only works in jazz. No exceptions. <laughs> no exceptions. You already suck, grease. You're not helping your cause by making up nonsense and pretending it's music. STFU, give me the credits already. This goes on for too long. After I wrote that, I learned from Kay that this garbage is called doo-wop. It should be called do note <laughs> So after the ear-bleeding do-nope song <laughs> at the end with just people going shooby da dooby dooby ooby wop a wop blah blah-blah-blee-ba-dee-ba-dee bang da day clang to clang da clang it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks like an industrial vacuum. <laughs> I have never been so happy to see the credits. Never been so happy to see the credits. I was so happy to see credits, I glossed over the fact that they fly away in the end on a car. The car just drives away, up into the sky.
1: And we're greeted by credits. The end. And Frankie Valley singing a friggin' Bee Gees song. Cause the 50s. Even though the BGs are not the 50s, but anyway. So there is a fun fan theory that went about on Reddit that would have made this movie so much better if it had been true, and I'm so mad it's not. It's someone's coma dream? Yes. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that it's either Sandy's coma dream because she drowned at the very beginning, or it's... Danny's coma dream because he drowned or they died in a car crash. (laughs) So Sandy's family
0: were on their way back to Australia and the plane crashed. She survived but had traumatic brain injury and was in a coma because that would explain why she still remembered the beach stuff. And Danny. And Danny. But her brain was just like, you never left, you stayed in America, and you went to the same school as Danny, and all of this shit happened that really is terrible, but for some reason lots of people like. Ugh. You know, I don't feel bad when I don't like things that a lot of other people like, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things that I don't like that is considered popular, Mm -hmm. like Twilight, And stuff like that. Lots of people love Twilight. I think it's garbage. Mm -hmm. Same as this. Um, (laughs) Which I then move into. It's okay if you like things that are terrible. Um, (laughs) I do wish that you had enough self-awareness to realize that it was terrible. Um, There are things called guilty pleasures. And it's called a guilty pleasure because you realize it's terrible. But beyond your rational mind, you don't understand why you like it, but you still do. Uh, That is forgivable because at least you are aware that it's terrible. Mm -hmm. If you think something terrible is good, we have a
1: problem. Houston, we have a problem. Um, This show is terrible. I don't think it's even so bad it's good. No.
0: No, it's not so bad it's good. Um, I almost feel like this would be so good if it was really satire, but mm-hmm. it is done way too genuine uh-huh. because there's not enough of anybody poking fun at the situation or the surroundings or themselves. Yeah. Characters will poke fun at each other, like in banter, mm-hmm. which is not the same thing. Uh, if this was true satire, I probably would like it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's done in earnest, yeah, or at least has the appearance of being done in earnest, I really don't like it. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was hoping I would like this just to kind of piss you off a little bit. <laughs> I was really hoping that I would like it just so that I could leave this review and be like, "Oh, I like it because of this." And da, da 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 da. And just watch you kind of be like, "God damn it. God damn it." Like just watch you kind of fume a little. Uh, cuz I love you, but I sometimes want to annoy you. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> just just cuz I'm a guy, I don't know. It's just it's it's a stupid guy thing, I guess. But yeah, so I was hoping that I could annoy you by liking it. But I have to be true to me. I'm not going to change myself to be what you want me to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not like this show. I am so glad that it's done. Uh, I don't. I don't have any desire to ever watch it again.
1: All right, we will not
0: ever, ever, ever. The only time. Okay, one exception. One exception. I don't understand copyright laws very well. If I could somehow get a bunch of other people who did not like this show in an auditorium together, and all we did was make fun of it while watching it, that I could get behind. Especially yeah. if if uh, substances were involved. Uh, that would be enjoyable. Uh, any other situation? No. Yeah. And I kind of am slightly sad at the reaction I'm going to get from some people that we've talked to, like who know that this was the next show we're going to do and who like that show. Mm-hmm. Cause I almost want to say to them, when was the last time you watched it? Like, yeah. Did you see it years ago since it is older? Maybe you saw it during an age of innocence before you mm-hmm. were capable of realizing that it was terrible. Uh, cause that would be forgivable if someone was like, Oh yeah, I watched it last week. I watched it a couple times a year cause I love it. I'm going to have to walk away from them and go scream in a room. <laughs> That's okay. Is the stage production as bad as this?
1: I actually have not seen the stage production. I know that earlier versions might be a little bit better, but I know that since the movie, a lot of revivals have taken from the movie, so I don't know what that bodes for with this show. And
0: uh, my brain just, it's been a long week and uh, I'm tired. And so my brain is entering that slap happy window and it started subjecting me to alternate names if there was a parody of this. Mm -hmm. The very first name that came to mind instead of grease was duck butter. Cause they're the T birds. Ew And their the game would be would be the something ducks. Not the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh Not the Mighty Ducks.
1: The buttery ducks. Ooh, ooh the G Ducks. Oh or, or or the B ducks. The J Ducks. J Ducks.
0: Ah <laughs> that is also pretty good. But yeah, it'd be something ducks. And the name of the show would be Duck Butter. Gross. Yes. Just like this show. (laughs) This show is disgusting. It is repulsive artistically. It is repulsive morally. It is repulsive in other ways (laughs) that I can't articulate right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Um... I almost want to watch You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, to get the taste of this out of my mouth. Whoa.
1: Wow. Because
0: at least You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, was cute mm-hmm. and innocent. Yeah. And even if it had stupid parts, it was because it was childish
1: in its stupidity. Yeah. So, this is a segue into our next one, because our next one... um. No, this is the this is the end for me. This podcast is over.
0: <laughs> I quit. I'm going to write
1: my suicide note. No, and... <laughs> no, because the next one. So, if you follow on Twitter, you may have seen a picture get posted of a bunch of DVDs, um, because we needed to get them burned uh, as soon as they came in, uh, so that we could watch them on uh, media center on our media center. But uh, it's it, the first... This is going to start kind of a series of shows that I want to do every um, couple of... Like every month maybe or something or every 10 maybe. We'll see how I space them out. But uh, it's another musical that has a sequel. It actually has six sequels. And the first one of these references Greece which is why I wanted to see the,
0: the very first the
1: very first one references Greece and it is frickin' hilarious nice we are going to watch nonsense
0: oh
1: uh, yeah i'm so excited um so thank you guys for listening to Tone Deaf. And also, I'm sorry, and I love you, and please don't hate me. Yeah, we, you know, it's totally understandable if you don't like a show that we like, and if we don't like a show that you like, if we absolutely despise a show that you like, if we wish that a show that you like never existed. God, I hate Grease. I want
0: to go Terminator on this
1: show. Yeah, so... So... If you still are on board with us. <laughs> I hope so. Please. Even though we hate Greece, um, please feel free to like, share, subscribe. Um, if you have iTunes, please give us a five-star review. Please give us a review. Help us
0: climb those charts and reach more people just like you who have a love and appreciation for our... Our podcast in musical theater
1: yeah because it's it's not a five-star review like oh we want you to say that you love us it's more of a five-star review of you saying please listen to this even if we hate it listen Let's, to these two jokers it's, it's
0: just so apple's algorithm will go hey this is of interest to people
1: and your people and other people are people and people like shows <laughs> so um we also have a twitter which is at tone deaf musical we have a facebook page that's at tone deaf musical I have not set up a Facebook group because I have crippling social anxiety. If you want to reach out to us, you can do
0: so at our Gmail, which is ToneDeafMusical, at gmail.com.
1: Yes, and you can send us suggestions, you can send us... Um, questions. Questions, yeah. We may do a Q&A if we get enough questions. Um, and, yeah, just please share this if you enjoyed it. Or even if you hate it, share it. Yeah, maybe
0: someone <laughs> else will like it. Or or you can bond with a friend over how much you hate me and how much I don't
1: like Greece. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Thank you again. Uh, like, we just we can't say thank you enough to you guys. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone, Tone Deaf.